children's ministry, Cathedral of Faith. Somebody make a joyful noise for Jesus. Now everybody, let's all stand up. We're gonna praise the Lord together. The Bible says, let the nations rejoice and sing for joy. Are you ready to praise the Lord together? Let's do this guys, let's clap our hands for Jesus. Come on, everybody, sing it with us. Lord, you are good and your mercy endure forever. People from every nation. People from every nation and tongue. From generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we worship you.
way. Do you believe that today? Come on, say this way after me. Say, he's so good. So everything is because we serve a God who's so so good and if you're grateful that you do come on somebody shout hallelujah welcome to International Day weekend at Cathedral of Faith right here in San Jose one of the most diverse cities on the planet and we get to showcase it right here in God's house the beautiful colors the beautiful shades the beautiful cultures of the earth are all present right here at Cathedral of Faith where we get to celebrate our diversity all in the context of experiencing his unity. We are together in Christ. We may look different, we may sound different, we may eat different, we may talk different, but one thing that we have in common is that we have one Savior, one God, one hope, one love. And if you're grateful that you do, before you see it, come on, shake somebody's hand and shout, and a great welcome to our first-time visitors. If you are a first-time visitor, please scan the QR code that's located on the connection card in the seat in front of you. There you'll be able to stay connected with us about first-time guest information, online giving, prayer requests, and much more. We will love to stay connected with you. Our single adults conference, Becoming the One, is coming next weekend, May 26th and 27th. If you are looking to become the one that God has designed and called you to be in the area of your life, this conference is for you. To sign up for more information, please visit our kiosk in the lobby after service. Hi parents, you're looking for something for your kids to do this summer? Well, look no further. Vacation Bible School, it's here starting June 19th through the 23rd from 9 to 12 p.m. The cost is $75. To register, scan the QR code or text BBS to the number you see on the screen. Or visit us after service in the lobby. Cannot wait to see you at BBS. 
Time to bust out those running shoes as the Stars and Strides Run is coming Saturday, July 1st. This is a family-friendly event, and to help you prepare for the race, we'll be meeting every Saturday leading up to the event so we can get ready together. For more information, please visit the Stars and Strides kiosk in the lobby after service. Welcome, Theater family. That wraps up our announcements for today. To stay connected, visit our website, follow us on all of our social media platforms, or download our app for the latest and greatest on what's happening here at Cathedral. We are a family where anything is possible, and the love is definitely lived out. Until next time, bye-bye. God is good. And all the time. God is great, and all the time. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord, and what a great day for us as our cathedral family as we gather on this International Sunday. What amazing preview this is of when we all get to heaven. People from every tribe and tongue and nation coming together. And you know, there are three great things that God calls us to be as a church. One is the great commandment, which is love God and love others. The great commission is go to all the nations and preach the good news. And the third one's the great collaboration where we do this in unity together as the body of Christ. And that's what we celebrate today because that's who we are here at Cathedral of Faith on this International Sunday. So, maga guten tag, bonjour, buongiorno, swadikrab, sin ciao, hola, aloha, salam, shalom. So we want to celebrate that diversity among us, and so we're going to go continent by continent. And when I call out the continent you were born in, I want you to stand up as we celebrate God's faithfulness. So first of all, we're going to go to Africa. All the great people of God from Africa born there, stand up. Woohoo! Yeah. How fun. Okay, now all the great people of God from Asia and Australia, Philippines, all the Far East, everybody stand up. Yeah. And now all of our great people of God from Central America and South America stand up. And now all the great people of God from Europe and the Middle East, stand up. And now all the great people of God born in North America, stand up. And now I'm gonna invite everybody to stand because we're gonna lift our voices in praise to God. And if English is your first language and only language, then go ahead and use that. But if, language is, if English is not your first language, I want you to lift up praise to God in your first language. So whether you wanna lift it up in English or your prayer language or whatever language, let's lift our voices in praise to God. Hallelujah, we rejoice in you. We glorify your name for you're worthy of blessing and honor and praise. You're great and greatly to be praised, and we exalt you together. We look forward to that day when one day people from every language, every nation will lift their voice and give you praise. Hallelujah.
Gloria a Dios. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, as you're being seated, turn to two people and say, wait, don't say yet. You haven't said anything. Turn to two people and say, we serve a great God and this is a great church family. Go ahead. One of the highlights every year as we celebrate God's blessing and gift to us from every culture is hosting for us the Mariachi Estelar. Let's welcome them as they come. Well, good morning, Cathedral Faith. Who's ready for some chips and salsa right now? 
Ah, oh, so glad to see you this morning. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Amen. Well, I want to encourage you right after service to take advantage. We have some delicious Mexican food, some Filipino and Chinese food right outside in the amphitheater, some fantastic music and lots of things for you to connect. So take advantage of what's happening right after service. Well, I'm so excited what God is doing through our church family to help us be a blessing, not only here in our community, but around the world. Just want to give a shout out to all the church family that came out Tuesday night for the benefit concert for reaching out by Take Six. It was amazing. I especially want to say thanks to one of the the vocal band members, Christian Dentley, who's a dear friend. It was his vision to, to sow a seed into our church, into our community. I mean, he called in all his friends from all around the nation to help be a sponsor, including the one and only Dr. Dre, the king of hip-hop. He's a big hip-hop producer, so he knows what God is doing, and he sowed a seed in what's happening here at Cathedral. So, if, you know, if you don't know, reaching out every week, we bless over 1,000 families uh, with groceries so they have food to feed their kids and their families. So way to go, Cathedral Faith, to be a blessing. And let me just list a few of the things we do overseas. Of course, we have our great Philippines campus over there with John, Pastors John and Myra Jalik. And then also, I had a chance to visit this last, uh, last year. We actually help support church kitchens that every day they provide meals for kids in the slums of Cabo San Lucas. They do great work there. And of course, we partner with AIM who helps rescue young girls from sex trafficking over in Cambodia. We help them provide a safe place to live, a place to get an education and job skills so they can be independent, amen? And then of course, Pastor John Mendez, I don't know, he's somewhere around in the house. Pastor John is part, he helps support a network of churches in Central and South America that we help support those churches to grow and their pastors. And then finally, I just wanna mention We've been a part of this for over 15 years. We help support vulnerable and orphaned children over in Kilimani, Mozambique. We help provide them uh, a place to live. We help provide education, medical care. And of course, in all these services we do, we help uh, teach them about Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's give it up for all the ways that God is using you to touch people all around the world. It's because of your faithfulness and your generosity we could do what God has called us to do. Easy ways to give, you know the ways. You can give through the Cathedral app, you can go online right after service. Uh, you can leave your offering with one of the ushers on your way out. But let's continue to believe that God's gonna do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or imagine, amen? amen. Well, let's continue our celebration. Please welcome the World of Arts Ministry.
Uh, would you give it up one more time for our World of Arts ministry? Let them know how much you appreciate them helping us to celebrate. It is International Weekend at Cathedral of Faith. I dress today to remind you it is International Weekend at the Cathedral of Faith and the Irish are in the house. Dr. Wayne greeted you in all kinds of languages, but he left out the Irish. So let me tell you how we do it in Ireland. Can you say aye? aye. Can you say aye? aye? Is that Ireland or is it the Raiders game? I'm not sure. <laughs> but I'm so glad you're here. I love our cathedral family. What a special day it is to celebrate. So thanks, whether you're here in the house, whether you're outside, whether you're watching online, thanks so much as we celebrate God's goodness, the unity that we have, what Jesus does in bringing people together. And I'm so grateful, our, our friend for 25 years, he's been a dear friend of mine, has come all the way from Cape Town. He's got a powerful message. So I hope your hearts are ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. But before he does, we've been teaming up with Mozambique, as my brother said, for the last 15 years. And so we've been able to see generational change where children go through the process and then come out on the other side. Listen to one story of a child who went through the village, she lived there, she got educated there, she got health care there, she got Jesus there. And now she's on her way to university. Here she is. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie George, I'm here with Esperanza. And we were praying last year, we did a One Life Story with Esperanza about um, her, her, her desire to go to university this year. And I just want to say God is so good. Even in the middle of the storm, we had a wonderful um, feedback from the university. Esperanza's have been accepted to study political science and uh, philosophy, and we're so proud of her. She's our first residential um, daughter to or son. She's our first residential uh, child out of one of our families who grew up near Kalawachu village to be going to university this year. Wow. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So thank you. Thank you, Cathedral. She has a chance because you invested in the Ocala village all the way in Mozambique. You were helping children to live out the dream that God has for your life, their life. Can somebody say amen to that? At the end of service, we're going to give you a chance to sponsor children. And so please be praying about, you know, how many children you might be able to sponsor if God gives you a nudge. But before that, I'm so glad, again, to have my dear friend, Pastor Anthony Liebenberg. He's all the way from Cape Town, South Africa. I want you to give him a great big welcome back to his California home, Woo! Cathedral of Faith in San Jose. Welcome, my buddy Anthony. <laughs> thank you, bro. Hallelujah. Can we say thank you to Pastor Ken for leading a church of, a church of people like yourself? Come on. Let's say thank you. Great vision. Somebody once said the definition of vision is a picture of a preferable future. And I can see that Cathedral of Faith has got great vision. And all these years, I've just seen so many lives being impacted all the way through into Africa. And I love an international day. So uh, my Irish friend, I want to say thank you. And uh, 
Hey, San Jose Knights, how you all doing? You all good? Yeah. You ready for the Word of God? You know, this is why we're here. It's because of Jesus. He is the glue. He is the one that helps us all to become everything He intends us to become. And so that's where we're going today. We, I know that God loves us too much to leave us where we are. Uh, just like we got es- hold of Esperanza when she was vulnerable and orphaned and no one cared and she thought no one would help her, but our Heavenly Father does care. And through His church, His ecclesia, His body of Christ, we reached out to people like Esperanza and lives have been changed. And in the same way, your life has been changed because you matter to God. And uh, every person that you influence and affect in the future is because God loves them and is loving through you. So we're gonna stand and we're gonna pray for the Word of God today. You ready? I wanna get straight into the Word of God and then we're gonna share something very special at the end for you. All right, raise your hands to heaven. Father, we just pray that your Word would penetrate every part of our lives. One word from heaven will change our lives. Your Word is truth. We receive your truth today. We lean into you. We hear you. You say, my sheep, hear my voice and follow me. We hear you today, and we pray that your seed, your word, would find good soil and produce an ultimate maximum hundredfold return in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Amen. Say amen and amen. Be seated. I'm ready for this morning, and uh, we had a great first service. Hey, and you've got a wonderful surprise afterwards. You guys ready for what's happening outside? Oh my goodness, it's so much fun. Uh, I want to be there before you. But before we do that, you know, in 2021, during the COVID pandemic, I, was, I came here and I ministered as part of a series that Cathedral was doing called the Re- Recovering the Power of Celebration, the importance of celebration, and why it's important to gather as a body of believers. And, uh, and, I, and one part of that message, I mentioned what stops us or what interferes with our celebration? And there were three things we looked at. One was ignorance. And we know that ignorance is not bliss. But you know, the Bible says that, that, um, that people would fall away because of, 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 of ignorance, because of not knowing, not understanding. And Paul says, I don't want you to be unaware of the schemes of the devil. So being unaware of how the devil works and being ignorant doesn't mean it's right. And so we spoke about ignorance and the importance of not being ignorant. And then I spoke about the thief, the thief that comes to steal. And we looked at John 10, verse 10, which says the thief comes, and Jesus himself said this, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. So there's these opposing forces. There's these opposing intentions. and, and, And so we know that the devil has got no goodwill towards you. He has got no good plans for you. He, has got, he hasn't got your best interest at heart. But Jesus says, I do. And we looked at the third reason of what stops or interferes with our celebration, and it's the word doubt. Can we all say doubt? This was Moses' butt. So you know, are we gonna see how it absolutely, potentially could have impacted his life? And, and we need to understand that in the Bible, when you read the Bible, as you continue to read it over and over, you'll find that God is always speaking about your breakthrough. God is always talking about what He has planned for your life. And, uh, and, and what He's planned for you is breakthrough. What He's planned for you is victory. What He wants for your marriage is wonderful things. And what He wants for your children is great things. What He wants for your life is immeasurably more you could ever think, 
dream, or imagine. So when you read the Bible, you realize that God has got good things in store for me. And, and so, and what he does, because he wants to bring breakthrough, he knocks at the door of unbelief. And we're gonna see that unbelief is a huge, powerful entity, if not addressed, because we know that ignorance is one thing, we know the thief is what he does and what he's about, but doubt is something completely different. And so, I want us to go to the Bible, Exodus chapter three. And we're gonna look at Moses for a second. And if you go with me to verse one, it says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Now you gotta catch this. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Now it's interesting, he saw this. You know, we can see a lot of things that God does. We can know a lot about God or who He is. We can, we, we can even have some measure of experience. But if we leave it just there, we will miss the potential of what could be. Because the next verse says, so Moses thought. Now it's interesting why thinking is important. Because the way a man thinks is what he becomes. It's what he does. It's ultimately what he experiences in life. So Moses thought, I will go over and see the strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. Now this is important here. When the Lord saw, not just that he was thinking, but that he had gone over to look. Would you go with me today and just look with me what God has got for you today? Would you step a little bit out of your, what you're used to, your, your existence, your day-to-day -day routines, your habits, your pad? Let's go into something what God potentially might want you to experience today. I, think, believe, I believe God's got something new for you today. I believe God's got something more for you today. I believe that God's gonna show you something, he's gonna give you some keys, he's gonna unlock some things for you today. You might have had a measure of the experience of God, you might have a taste of what God has done in the past, you might have had a word in the past, you might have seen some things, but there is so much more that God has for you in 2023. There is so much more that lies ahead that you have never experienced before. And the Bible says when God saw that he'd gone over to look, God called to him. God said, we're gonna to go to another level. Let's say it together, we're gonna to go to another level. And God called to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Everybody say, here I am. Can we do it African style? Here I am. He said, here I am. Do not come any closer. And God said, take off your sandals. Your feet stink. No, take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, I'm the God of Abraham, I'm the God of Isaac, I'm the God of Jacob. At this Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. And the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering. I want you to know something that God sees, God hears and God is concerned. He said, man, I'm, I'm come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. I wanna set San Jose free. I wanna see, see every Californian set free. I wanna see USA set free. I wanna see Central America, come on. He says, I wanna bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and the San Joseites. Now this last part, this last part is very crucial. It says, now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them, 
So now go. Everybody say go. go. Come on, say go. go. No, tell, preach to the person next to you, go. go. Not now, a little bit later, but yeah. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. To, why? Why does God want to send us to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt, out of brokenness, out of disappointment, out of hurt and suffering? <laughs> but you know what? This is incredible. Just pause for a minute. Moses gets to experience all this. Wouldn't you like to be Mo? Would you like to experience that? I mean, and then God doesn't just give him the experience. He gives him a job description. Gives him a, a, a job opportunity. You see, Moses' CV was a stinking CV. His curriculum video was not a good, I mean, he wasn't really employable. And God says, I want to employ you. I, I, I want to, I'm calling you. I'm, I'm commissioning you. I'm giving you a job. Here's the, here's the package. And in fact, he even tells him the outcome, the potential outcome. And this is so cool. You think, wow, Moses, if I was you, I would say, yes, God. <laughs> Oh my goodness, but it doesn't end there like that. Look at the very next verse. Verse 11 says, but. Everybody say, but. but. Come on, let's say, but. but. Listen, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? This three-letter word, it, it has the power to stop anything. You, you remember in 2021, I spoke about the door stopper. You know, a little door stopper is what you put in the door when you want to keep the door from closing and, uh, or even opening. And that little stopper has the potential to stop this huge door from becoming everything that it's meant to be. And the Bible says, don't give the devil a foothold, isn't it? Isn't it true that the Bible also says the little foxes spoil the vine? Sometimes it's a small thing, it's a little but, it's a little doubt. It can stop the movement of God, the plans of God. The, you know, Jeremiah 29, 29 verse 11, God says, I know the plans I have for you. That should settle it. God says, I know everything that you need for life. I have everything you need to be successful. But the door stopper, this little word but, is the power to stop anything. And we know the devil's job is to get you to stop the devil's job to get you to give up. But God's job is to get you moving. Not just moving, but into everything that he has for you. So it's very important we understand it. Now the definition of doubt means the lack of confidence. When you're a person who doubts everything that God says, doubts what he wants for you, doubts who he says you are, well it means you've got a lack of confidence. There's a distrust. It means like you're saying, I doubt my abilities. It's an inclination not to believe or to accept. It's a claim met with doubt. Now, let's look at that word doubt for a minute. I mean, there are so many words that describe doubt. Suspicious, you know, uh, irresolute, that one. Uneasiness, confusion, misbelief, dubiousness, cynicism. Have you ever been cynical? Yeah, yeah, sure. You say that, but yeah, 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 sure, cynic. Cynicism is something we all know about. And there's so many words, but I don't want to spend time on that. Because the truth is, that word doubt, if you don't settle your doubts, they can derail your momentum, they can derail your potential, and they can ultimately derail your very purpose in life. And if doubt is not handled correctly, it always leads to self-doubt. Let's, let's pause there, for, or let's park there for a minute, and let's hang around there for a minute. In Exodus 3 verse 11, Moses says, but Moses said to God, watch this, who am I? 
that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. He immediately goes into self-doubt. And what you find with Moses is the trap that we all fall in. He literally is saying, hold it, God. Do you know who I am? It's like God has kind of missed something here. Like, do you know who I am? As if God did not know who Moses was. And you know what? We do that. When we self-doubt, we're literally saying to God, yes, but you, I don't think you really fully appreciate or understand me who I am. Never mind the fact that you're the architect and that you have the blueprint of life and that you formed me and mold me and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by you, but you don't know me. I mean, it doesn't make sense. You see, because doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Doubt will kill. Cynicism will stop you dead in your tracks. You know, I've so many times measured the task ahead of me by the perception of my worth and capabilities. And what we do is we measure ourselves about, you know, we measure ourselves against what is ahead of us. And so it's like, it's like David standing before Goliath. And David is the good example. And David is standing before Goliath, and Goliath is looking at himself, he's looking at David. He's looking at himself, he's looking at David, and said, David, I'm going to kill you. You're in trouble. David's response is he looks at, him, he looks at Goliath, and then he looks at God. He looks at Goliath, and he looks at God. And he said, Goliath, you're in trouble. <laughs> you see the difference? And so self-doubt is mind-driven. It's a reflection of the state of our minds. And what we need to understand is that, is that what impacts our minds is how we experience loss, how we experience failure, disappointments, negativity habits. And then it's the perception of or the interpretation of things and events and circumstances. Now, can I talk to you personally about failure for a minute? I've just gone through failure. Can I confess my own failure at the moment? I've just returned from Nepal, uh, and I, you know, in the past I've climbed um, Kilimanjaro, the highest mountain in, in, in Africa, 5,800 meters. It's over nearly 20,000 feet. I, I've climbed to base camp of Everest in 2019, and I celebrated getting there with my, with my team, and oh, I know what it's like to be victorious. And in the past, I was a national karate champion. I've been to the world championships in time. I know what it's like to be victorious. Right? Yay! I know what it's like to win. But now he's going to do Mount Mira Peak in the Himalayas, six and a half thousand meters over 21,000 feet. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I had the snot smacked out of me. Sorry, I don't know if you're allowed to say that here. But I, I, I really had everything knocked out of me. You know what I was supposed to, we're going to climb over this pass and we were hit with snowstorms. I had everything come against me. We had avalanches happening every 20 minutes around us. I wasn't sure if I was going to live through this. And then we made a decision that it's way too dangerous. We need to go down to the Sherpa's hut and we'll, we'll hover there and make a decision. On the way down, I lost my footing. I went out of control down the mountain. I was trying to stop. I broke my, my sticks and I thought I was going to die. And I'll tell you something. Not only was that I decide to, that's the end and I was, I'll accept my failure, but I, I was gonna suffer the consequences of my failure. But when we got, you know, the point I'm making is I've learned the lesson as I thought about and reflected. Failure is not the problem. It's what we do with failure. John Maxwell wrote a great book called Failing Forward. We gotta, we gotta learn out of this and, and God builds character in those moments. But failure is not failure. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still here. 
I still have opportunities to do new things and other things and, and try again. Doesn't mean because it didn't happen right the first time, it's all wrong. Moses, you tried, you, you made some mistakes. You were in the desert for 40 years. It doesn't mean that God still does not have something new for you and something amazing for you and some breakthrough for you and some victory for you. Oh, come on, people. He's got it for you. We know that if you don't handle doubt properly, it leads to self-doubt. But number two, it's because there's the absence of God's truth. When you, when you don't have God's truth in it, you'll have everything else that is and the fruit of it. And the absence of God's truth is the greatest contributing factor to self-doubt. Truth gets replaced by a lie or it gets replaced by deception. For example, when you say, I'm not good enough, well, did God say that? If you say, I cannot, what are you saying there? But did God say that? If you say, I'm too weak, we know, we know what the Bible says, when I'm weak, I am strong. You say, well, I'm not clever enough, and maybe your teacher told you that. My teacher told me that. She said, if Anthony can do it, you can all do it. Well, that was very encouraging. <laughs> but you know what? If I, if I owned those words, I would live out accordingly. You know, if you say, well, I'm not educated enough, maybe that's true, but it does not define you. Who and what defines you is God. You can say, well, I've always been like this. Well, you don't have to always be like that. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the, the Irish has come. <laughs> I got the Irish in my head. <laughs> All right, 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, that's a private joke, so it's okay with Pastor Ken. But 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, are you okay? 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, be alert and of sober mind. Why? Because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You understand this? The best way to combat self-doubt, you want to combat self-doubt, if you doubt yourself, doubt your abilities, let me help you today. Everybody sit straight up. Straight, I'm watching, sit up straight. All right, now, now this is a big test because I don't know, I don't know if San, San Jose Knights can do this. Everybody lean to your right. Ah, there we go, you got it. Okay, so we're gonna learn how to lean because where you lean, you'll get the fruit thereof. And I'm gonna show you how that works in a moment. So straight up again, everybody lean to your right. Fantastic. All right, now watch this for a minute. I want to show you in Exodus chapter 3, it says this, verse 11, but Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Now, how does God help Moses? How is God going to help you and I today? But God said, everybody said, God said. That's the opening and the beginning and the start of the future of the potential of all the success that was going to come his way. And God said, I will be with you. And this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Now everybody said, everybody go like this straight up, and let's go to your right. And God said, say it with me, and God said. And God said. And God said. Sit up straight. Now let me ask you a question. What has God said about your marriage? What has God said about your life? What has God said about your children? What has God said about your future? What has God said about the potential of your life? What has God said about hope? What has He said about faith? What has He said about love? What has He said about eternity? What has He said about every aspect of life? 
And God said, now let me say this, in Genesis chapter one, this is the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. That's before God said. There was darkness, confusion, chaos, and God said, let there be. And there was. You see, when you're leading to God's truth, when Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me. So we need to lean, come on, we need to lean into Him. Oh, when it comes to my children, I've got grandchildren, I've got an adopted beautiful grandson. I mean, I am so blessed. And I'm one saying, God, what do you say about my grandkids? What do you say about my beautiful wife? Next year I married 40 years. God, what do you say about my spouse? Not just what my mother-in-law says, no, I'm kidding. What do you say? Help. Let me move on quickly. Ma, if you're watching right now, I love you tremendously. Most people never heal because they stay in their heads, replaying corrupted scenarios. Let it go. We've got to just lean into his truth. What does he say about those circumstances? What does he say about those, those experiences and those failures and, and those wrong choices? What does he say about, you know, and let's move on. Moses gets to choose between uh, thinking about himself or thinking about God because he talks to God about himself, but God does not talk to Moses about him. He, Moses, he talks about himself. And so we need to choose today who or what we're going to lean into. So don't get hung up on yourself. By the way, if you lean into yourself, all you'll ever get is yourself. If you lean into God, if you lean into His Word and His truth, when you lean into the Trinity, you get everything that heaven is. You get everything that the kingdom of God is. You get, oh my goodness, there's so much. Romans 8 says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit. <laughs> if you lean into the flesh, all you get is the flesh. If you lean into the life of the spirit, you'll be, get the fruit of the spirit. You will get life, you will get peace. How many of you want a bit of peace? Uh, two people. All right. You will get peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, but you will keep in power. Oh, oh, you will get into perfect peace. I love that. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they, they lean in you. They trust in you. They believe you. They accept you. Come on. Somebody once said, whenever you find yourself doubting how far you can go, just remember how far you've come. Remember everything you have faced, all the battles you have won, and all the fears that you have overcome. The Bible says in Revelation, it says it like this, that you shall overcome. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. In other words, the work of, the Cal of Calvary, the work of Jesus on the cross. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimonies. A testimony is the fruit of, the outcome of the work of God in your life. And they love not their lives even unto death. So the point is, you wanna have a testimony, well then you need to lean into Calvary. You need to lean into the cross. You need to lean into the blood of the Lamb. You need to lean into the great I Am, the great shepherd. Oh my goodness. And quickly, Moses slips into another trap when he says this to God. He says, in verse 13, chapter three, he said, Moses said, could you imagine saying this to God? I mean, Moses, are you, are you dumb? God, I got something to say to you. I'm, I mean, at one stage it says he was fearful. 
Well, he lost his fear very quickly. You know, amazing how the church loses its fear very quickly, the fear of God. Anyway, that's another message. Moses said to God, listen to this, suppose. Everybody say suppose. suppose. Can you say it with British accent, suppose? suppose. I don't know how to say it in Irish, gone. but suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me what is his name, then what shall I tell him? If you're not careful, if you don't deal with your doubt, doubt will create scenarios. When you live in a world of doubt, you will create a scenario that is not from God. Amen. Suppose. Can you imagine that? He, he thinks to himself, I don't think God understands everything. I don't think God knows everything. Let me help God out. Can you imagine Moses? I mean, how dumb. I, I've got to help God out. Suppose, God, what if? What if I go, you say I must go there, but what if I go there and then this happens and what happens to my job and what happens to, to my, my income and what happens to my pension and God, what, what if? What? Not in San Jose, but those, those riffraff who live in San Francisco. <laughs> what if? God, let me just tell you, this could happen. Maybe God, it'll be like this. You know, we create scenarios. I was doing some research and listened to this amazing comment on developing worst case scenarios. We're very good at, at thinking up the worst case scenario of what could be, and, and it has never even happened, but we, we, we think it, this, this is gonna happen. And listen to this. The worst case scenario is usually an exaggerated belief about the outcome of a situation. This scenario is where the mind goes with his ambiguity or uncertainty. Fear of the unknown is powerful. And the worst case scenario plays out that fear in sneaky ways. And then they go on to say, the worst case scenario, <laughs> not yet, turns every potential outcome into a catastrophe. Uh, when there isn't necessary anything awful lurking about at all. Often things turn out just as fine and not as bad as you thought. When I was a child, and I, and I, used, to, I used to go put, switch the, the lights off by the door, and then I had to get into bed. I never had bedside lamps, right? And we just had a, a main light. And I, I switched the light off, and then I had to get into bed, which was a, a little bit of a distance, two meters. And I would, I would run, and I would jump as high as I could onto my bed because I was convinced there might be something under the bed. My mind had created a scenario. And then I'll be lying in bed and I'll think, oh, there's something in the cupboard. There's something in the cupboard. Have you ever thought about there's something in the cupboard? And I think, there's somebody there. And, and then I get over that and then the window will be open. I'm like, there's somebody outside. There's a burglar outside. There's somebody trying to get, come on, am I the only paranoid person? You know what I'm talking about. You are brilliant. You are better than Spielberg in creating worst case scenarios. And if you're not careful, it stops you from becoming what God wants you to become. And so what we say uh, and what we see, uh, Moses, he begins to talk himself into inertia, no action, no change from his desert life of 40 years. And so as we begin to wrap up, how does God help him? How does God help you and I today as we close? He draws Moses' attention to himself. He doesn't say, well, Moses, let me give you a pep talk, a motivational talk. Let me help you become better, the better you. And a, you know, no, he realizes that Moses is only gonna become everything he intends him to become if he takes Moses' attention off himself and he puts it on himself. Right. Exodus three, watch this quickly. Verse 14, we're almost finished. God said, are you help? Is this helping you? Amen. Everybody lean to the right, lean to the right. No, 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 wake up. Everybody to the right. 
There we go. Moses said to God, who am I? And this is what you ought to say to the Israelites. I am, see God, <laughs> God says to Moses, I am who I am. And this is what you ought to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, today, yesterday, and forevermore. The name you shall call them from generation to generation. We are a generation that's living this out right now. And Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and Isaac appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised to bring you up out of your misery. God wants to bring us all out, up, into all that he has for us. You gotta understand that. He loves you too much to leave you where you are. <laughs> this is amazing. And what God immediately does as we close, he draws attention to himself. Do you know why God draws attention to himself? God has no doubt about his own ability. He has no doubt about his truth. He has no doubt about the, his will. He has no doubt, not just about his will and his word, but he has no doubt about his way. God is secure in himself. That's why he would say, I am the way. I am the truth. Listen, why did Jesus say, if any man is weary and heavy laden, come unto me. Come to me if you're weary and heavy laden. Come to me if you're struggling. Come to me if you're in doubt. Come to me if you're in your bondage. Come! Just take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart. And then he says this. Then you will find rest for your soul. Then you will find your breakthrough. Then you will find not just this everlasting peace, but you will find wisdom. And when you find wisdom, you will be able to rise above your circumstances because you'll begin to think the way he thinks. You'll begin to respond the way he responds. You'll begin to stand out the way he wants you to stand out. You will become the person he speaks into your life. He has predestined your life to become. He has foredained your life. He's the architect of your life. There is no one else like you. You are God's special, special, special. So I want us to bow our heads and let's lean into Jesus right now. Just lean into him. One of the disciples would lean onto Jesus' chest the Last Supper. The woman with the issue of blood would think to herself, if only I touch the hem of his garment, I should be made well. Thomas, who was doubting, Jesus said, come Thomas, put your hand in my side, reach out. Come on, let's, let's reach out, let's touch, let's, let's move into what he has, let's believe him. When, when Moses went over to look, God spoke to him. And I believe in your moving and your going and your responding, God is gonna take you to a whole new place. But Jesus said this very simply. He said, follow me and I will make you. And so today, while every head's bound to be eyes closed, all over, those watching online, those in the, in the, in the drive-in, and those in the amphitheater, and those in this auditorium, I'm gonna pray a prayer when you can lean into Jesus, lean into the life giver, lean into the way, the truth, and the life, lean into your Savior, and experience His redemption, experience His forgiveness, experience His grace and His mercy. 
leaning to him today. I can lead you in a prayer. You can pray this right now. Dear God, thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for reaching out to me. Thank you, Lord, that you died on that cross for me. Just like the thief on the cross could reach out to you even though his hands were pinned to the cross, he could still call out to you and you said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus, I want to be with you from today. I want to follow you from today. You are the architect of life. You are life. I surrender to you. Forgive me of all my sins, I pray in Jesus' name. Well, every head's bowed, every eyes closed, time's gone. If you pray that prayer, just, well, for me, for the Lord, would you just lift your hand up high and say, I pray that prayer, God bless you. I pray all over this auditorium. Yes, yes to God. Moment of change, a moment of decision, a moment of, of recalibration of your life. The Bible says this, you can put your hands down. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. And behold, new things have come. And so let us just lean into Africa again. All right? Lean with me in Africa and watch this Life Child video of the children that you and I are making the difference in and the lives that are being changed, transformed hundreds and hundreds of lives because of your generosity. Let's watch this. Sou Janete Antônio, tenho oito anos, vivo na cidade de Kelimani, bairro de Namunho. Sou a irmã Maiveia de Janete e nessa casa vivemos quatro pessoas. Somos órfãos de pai. O nosso pai morreu em 2013. Mas nesse momento, Adelaide e Janete que estudam lá na Escola da Paz. Sou aluna da quarta classe, estudo na Escola da Paz. Na escola, aprendo muitas coisas e gosto muito de matemática. Quando eu crescer, quero ser enfermeira. Lá tem uma boa educação e até ter alimentação. Além disso, ter acompanhamento espiritual. A Janete fala muito, quando ela crescer, quer ser enfermeira. Agradecemos a Love Chat pela educação que estamos a ter e pelo acompanhamento. Janete é uma das muitas crianças que vêm de situações desafiantes, que Life Child está currently working with para mudar a trajetória de suas vidas. We believe that children like Janetti are destined for great things, but only with the right foundations in place. Life Child invites you to be a part of this. When you sponsor a child monthly for only $30, £20 or 300 Rand, you ensure that they receive a quality education, health and nutrition, and have opportunities for social development and spiritual support. This equips them for a bright future. Amen. Would you let, I want to take just a moment, would you let Pastor Anthony know how much you appreciate his word and the influence that he's having all over Africa. So grateful. I'll dismiss everybody in just a couple minutes, but as I said, one time a year, we ask Cathedral of Faith, we've been doing this for years, to step up and 
and sponsor a child. And we've got 300 children that need to be sponsored, 300 sponsors that we need to have for children over in Africa, over in Mozambique. Now, many of you already sponsor children, and if you do, we'd encourage you, this is the weekend to renew your sponsorship of those children. My wife and I, we sponsor children over there. We have a new grandbaby, and so this year we're going to sponsor three kids over in Mozambique because we have three grandchildren, and we want to give those kids a chance in Mozambique too. Can somebody say amen to that? And so I encourage you, if you'd like to, if you'd say, Pastor Ken, I'd like to be one of those 300 sponsors, just lift up your hand real fast. We'll get you those cards wherever you're at. Maybe you can sponsor one. Maybe you can sponsor two. Maybe you would say, hey, Pastor Ken, I want to take one. And I have a friend. I know they would love to do something like this. This is a ministry you can trust. They're credible. We're on the ground seeing the impact and the change in lives. Uh, And I'm telling you, it's so moving. I hope that someday you'll have a chance to go over to Mozambique. I've been over there, and it was one of the most influential trips that I've ever been on in my life. I'll never forget it. But thank you, thank you, Cathedral, for being a part of helping out these kids in Mozambique. Can we give God praise? Amen. One more time. Hallelujah. Everybody, stand with me. Those watching online, you can reach out to us. Let us know you'd like to sponsor a child. Out in the amphitheater, the drive-in, we're believing that we're going to have the 300 children or 300 sponsors that we need for these kids. Uh, Thanks so much for being here today. I love our cathedral family. And I love that idea of leaning in to God. Can we do that one more time? Everybody just lean into God, everyone. Boy, go with that in your spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, every day, lean away from yourself and lean in to the word and the truth of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. All God's people said, amen. See you at International Weekend in the amphitheater.